The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made. And by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. Many of us look to vacations as an escape from daily stressors, opportunities for deep rest and rejuvenation, maybe even chances to explore lifestyle changes. Yet looking at the quality of your life day to day opens up another way to initiate lifestyle change. It can begin in your own home and workspace by enlisting design strategies that create healthier, more supportive, and restorative environments. Today's episode will provide you with expert advice on how you can create an oasis both at home and at work. My guest is Deborah Denier, the creator of the EcoChi System of Design and the president of EcoChi, a full-service sustainable interior design firm that focuses on wellness and the human experience. Deborah is the feng shui expert on the reality TV show Natural Reboot on the Z Living Network. She's also the author of EcoChi, Designing the Human Experience. Deborah, it's a joy to have you on the show. Hi, Hamda. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I'm so curious to learn more about the system of design that you call EcoChi, and I know that there's a lot that is encapsulated in this design system. Yes. Um, EcoChi has taken me on this this path, this journey, and uh, I do believe that I'm doing uh, my life's work here. Um, I realize that we are very much affected by the environments that we spend time in, in interior spaces. Most of us spend somewhere between 90 and 95% of our time indoors. So it really makes sense that we kind of take a look at these environments in, in a very, very different way and see how these environments are supporting or not supporting our health and our well-being. Uh, spaces can make you feel happy. Um, they can help you relax. Uh, you can also find yourself very fidgety in a space. And it, it reminds me of when I was in real estate and we would have a property for sale. And we could have something that was a very, very good deal. And I wanted them to see the whole space when people came in. And some of those spaces, people would walk in and just run out other spaces people would come in and sit on the couch and put their legs up pull out their cell phone make dinner reservations and just kind of hang out and it made me think what goes on in a space that makes people feel comfortable 
and sometimes makes them feel so uncomfortable that they can't wait to leave. What would you say are the most important aspects of a space that make that difference between comfort and discomfort? Um, I think that there are two things, um, you know, uh, both things that we address with, with EcoChi, and that is the green and sustainable piece, the sustainability and, and green products and materials that are chosen for a space. I know sometimes myself, I go to a convention center and my eyes are tearing and weeping and I'm sniffling and I'm going, what is this? Am I getting an allergy? Is it a cold? But it's actually the materials that are used in the space. And when I say materials, I mean carpeting, wall treatments, paint, that all have toxins in them if the right product isn't chosen. And those um, toxins are off-gassing 24-7 and going into the air. And so our air quality is affected. And then there's the second piece about the human experience of the space and how does it feel. And I think my studies of classical feng shui um, have really kind of kicked in here and it is very apparent that there are certain spaces that have a really great flow to them and that are representing the five elements in a way that make us feel really connected and supported and good. So going back, we have the actual materials that you're using, the material of the carpeting, the material of furniture as well? Yes, furniture. And, and it's not only the carpeting, but how was the carpet installed? What is being used? Is it glue? And what kind of glue is that? Has it been certified by or green seal approved so that you know that there are no toxins in there that are going to be harmful to the people that are spending time in that space. The point that you made about the air actually being impacted Mm -hmm. by the materials and also the way the materials might be installed. Right, right. And so the the air quality then goes down. And, um, you know, you can feel it. You can get itchy throat. You can feel like you want to leave. Oh, I got to get out of here. I want to take a walk. I want to leave. And But there's a lot going on with your body kind of giving you these messages. Hey, you know, I, I, this, this is poison. And uh, this really came up. And, and I love that you, you're asking me questions about this topic because... I was um, I was asked to look at a three bedroom apartment on the Upper West Side for a journalist, a pretty famous journalist here in New York, and she was you know moving into this new new apartment. And when I went to see her, she had hired us to do feng shui for her apartment. But as we toured the space, she said, "Deborah, you know I have to tell you something. You know I'm sick and um, I'm an athlete." And there's been nobody sick in my family before, and I believe it was caused by my environment. So then I I asked her, what kinds of paints are you using? What is the flooring going to be like? They were crashing walls down. She was going to be breathing all of that in, and all of a sudden I realized if I did just feng shui for this client, I was not doing my whole job. So the green component became very, very important. And, and here it was a health issue. But this was the moment that Eco Chi was born when I realized that 
doing just one was doing only half of the job, that this was a holistic system. How could we ignore the fact that she was going to be breathing in all kinds of toxins, and she had no idea what the materials that she was putting into her home, what they were made of, and what they were going to do to her. Deborah, what kind of green credentials, so to speak, do we need to look for when we're shopping for materials for our homes and workspaces? How do we know that something is healthy? I mean, that's a, that's a really great question. And of course, I could go on and on about this. Um, but I think we can start with a, a couple of really simple things and things that everybody looks at when they're um, looking at their new office, when they're looking at their apartment, their country home. Um, what kinds of paints are you using? Here's something very simple. You go to the store, you buy a paint, you choose a color that you like. But do you know to ask the question, is this low VOC paint or no VOC paint? Now, VOC stands for volatile organic compound. Now, these, I mean, it is what it sounds like, a little scary, because this is what off-gasses toxins into the air that you breathe. It's very often why you feel like your eyes are tearing and your throat is itchy. Um, So um, these days, most uh, major paint companies have a full line of all colors that you can imagine in low or no VOC paint. So please remember to ask for that. Uh, When you're thinking about carpeting and adhesives and even that little cushion that goes under the carpeting that makes your feet feel really cozy, remember to ask for Green Label Plus. That is a well-known and respected certification. And if it has that label you can know that you can literally breathe freely. And um, especially, you know, I think of families that have children with allergies or asthma. This is something that really needs to be addressed. Um, And for stains and finishes, that's something that people often overlook, even if they're, you know, kind of greenies or, or a little bit educated on this subject because they're thinking, well, I have a very, very healthy floor that I put down, but how about the finishes? And there is a specific certification for finishes and stains that are used on furniture, on floors, on walls, and that certification is called Green Guard. And that Green Guard is... Um, something that, again, you can feel confident in. I know that a lot of your work nowadays focuses on commercial clients like restaurants and spas and that you have had another pioneering influence by creating a certification, the Ecochi certification, to help organizations to move further along the path of healthy environments and also to really integrate those environments as part of their cultures. I had clients that um, I would go to and I'd say, um, this is a perfect uh, space that you're moving into to be a green and sustainable space. And I think you should think about uh, becoming LEED, which is the international standard, L-E-E-D, 
which is leadership in, in, in um, energy and environmental design. And um, they would turn around and say, well, I don't own this building. I'm leasing this space. I only have so much money in the budget. I would have to get third-party verification. I would have to fill out a lot of forms. It would be, um, it's just not in my budget. Uh, so forget green, Deborah. And I would go, no, 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 let's not forget green. And let's take a turn towards mindful choices. And so I created the EcoTee certification with 18 customized guidelines for each project and a brochure to tell the story of the company's choices and how they're making the planet a better place and a better place for people. That's such an interesting point. So those who are listening who are leading organizations or maybe business owners, you can meet people where they are. You want to help them to be able to do what they can in the moment to move more in that direction. And also you're making it part of the story of the service that they're offering to the communities they serve. Right. And, and you know, sometimes it's a point like a c- community involvement, you know. Uh, it, it may also be something like, you know, choosing local artisans um, and local businesses to do business with, which would be very good for green, but it's very good for community, um, which is very important for our health as individuals is that connection to community, to people, um, that, has been pro- that has been proven. It seems also that it's an excellent, very concrete example of actually practicing your values as an individual in your home and as an organization. This is one way you can say, here's how we're practicing our values. And core values are also essential. Uh, living your core values is essential for being happy. And um, I'm also an invited uh, delegate to the Global um, Wellness Summit um, every year. This is my second year, and I feel very, very privileged to be on the cutting edge of what's new. And uh, this whole wellness um, uh, world and now industry um, is a science unto itself. What makes us um, well-beings, what makes us happier is the next frontier. So we're finding in studies that happiness is a key component to wellness. And so what makes people happy? That's the next studies probably for the next year that we'll be involved in. You know, this kind of blending of ancient and modern wisdom is something that's unique to Ecochi. And so Feng Shui masters of 5,000 years ago were, you know, kind of laying back on, on a, a grassy knoll, looking up at the sky and, and looking at the stars and doing mathematics. How is the, what are these patterns of, of life and of nature and how do we interact with them and how does it make us feel? So we use everything from sacred geometry to classical feng shui, environmental psychology, everything that's good for people that we can get our hands on. And the feng shui masters also had um, what we call form school, and that is very, very basic information, and I'm going to be very excited to share some of that with you as well. 
Wonderful. We have just a minute before we need to go to commercial, and I'm very interested to hear, since you brought up again the topic of Feng Shui, those five elements that you were referring to, that of the energy of the space. Yes, and it's actually the energy of the space. It's the energy of uh, a building. It's the energy of a town, of a city, of a country, um, of the universe, and it's ever-changing. So not only do we have energies, but the spaces that we spend time in have energies, and those do change according to the energy of the time we're living in. Great. So this is excellent enticement to continue listening into the next segment. We'll talk more about those five elements. We're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, Deborah will share more about some of the outcomes that are accessible to you through the Ecochi system of design. Stay with us. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hamda Mizrahi, joined by Deborah Denier, creator of the EcoChi System of Design. Deborah spoke with us about the integrative approach that is reflected in EcoChi, which incorporates concepts from interior design, classic feng shui, green design, sustainability, environmental psychology, and more. This segment will focus on the outcomes that this system of design can help you to achieve. So, Deborah, we started to talk about feng shui, and uh, I'd love to hear about those five elements that you mentioned impact the the energy of an interior space of a building. Certainly. My favorite subject. Um, So, this integrated approach that we have combines the green and sustainability and also classical feng shui, which was under the heading of uh, experience. Um, Feng Shui is based on five elements. It's also the same five elements that Chinese medicine is based on. It is also the same five elements that acupuncture is based on. So as we touch different parts of our body, those energies are different. 
um, uh, well, I'll start with fire, um, which is um, an element that represents um, passion, um, a very, very high energy. In design, it would be um, it would be shapes like triangles and almost look like pointy mountains. Um, it would be the color red, the color orange, and, and these energies are used in, in a space to balance them according to what is going on in that space. Um, also, earth. And um, earth is, is very grounding. Um, it could be heavy furniture in a space, um, especially in a dining room, would be fabulous because it aids digestion. It is the color yellow. And is also um, in design would be square. So we would use square tables and chairs um, and even patterns um, when we want to bring in the earth energy. Uh, metal energy. Um, I always think of people because people are also can be very fiery, very earthy, and very metal. And I love describing uh, a metal person as very, very precise um, so very often people will say, well, what, is that, what does that mean? What, what kind of a characteristic is that? And I, and I say, well, when you go into their home, if you pick up something that's really beautiful and then put it down, you'll notice a few minutes later that metal person will just kind of push it with their finger mm-hmm. in the exact space that it came mm-hmm. from. That's how precise it is. In design, it's the color white. It's also the metals or pastel colors. Um, and the shape is archways, uh, very, very soft arches would be a metal energy, water energy, um, water energy in design would be the color black or very, very dark navy blue. Um, it also is represented by irregular patterns. So let's say water energy was needed in place. We might choose a wall covering that has a design on it that's kind of haphazard. It's not very predictable. Um, for a person, it would be um, kind of very wintry. Um, it would be someone that would um, really kind of go within at certain times and get quiet and, and kind of analyze themselves a lot. And then we go to wood energy. Wood energy is a bright color green. Um, it's uh, shape in interior spaces that we would use would be rectangles. And a wood energy is someone that's always kind of renewing themselves, reinventing themselves. Um, it represents rebirth and renewal, uh, starting a new chapter. So sometimes someone in a space might be ready to make a change and we might support them with wood energy. This is so interesting. So automatically I'm thinking, okay, well, what room would you use what for? But it sounds like it doesn't necessarily go like that. You wouldn't necessarily say that you would only use wood for a bedroom. Right. Um, The really interesting thing about my work, and and there are five schools of feng shui, and um, the ones that are easiest to speak about with, Um, people that have not studied this in depth is the form school which is really the basis of all feng shui all schools of feng shui 
Um, classical feng shui, um, which is the work that we really concentrate on, is determined by a compass and the um, reading of magnetic north. As magnetic north is the direction that kind of pulls the tides in and out, uh, migrating animals are um, also kind of, you know, pushed and pulled by this magnetic um, energy, um, so are our lives. And buildings themselves can have their own reading of being fire, earth, metal, or a little bit of both, according to when the building was built and the roof was put on it. People can have a reading and know how much of them is of each element. Um, And so different rooms will need different energies according to who's spending time there, if we're talking about individuals. If we're talking about commercial spaces, we want to support the intended use of the space by the proper energy. And so that's how that's done. Would you offer an example of one of your favorite projects and the before and after? I have a couple. And in my book, I mean, the reason why I wrote the book was because I was working with individuals at the time and so many uh, just amazing things were happening that it was blowing me away. It was unexpected. Um, One of those stories was um, this woman, Chris, who was living in L.A. and she was a high-powered businesswoman, uh, not very emotional, uh, not very touchy-feely type. Uh, She just very seriously had me come in to do feng shui for her um, private living space. And um, she started to talk and started to tell me she's been in a relationship for seven years. She'd love to get married and, and start a family. She's getting a little bit older now, and um, that just doesn't seem to be happening. Um, and I said, well, let me see your bedroom. I walked into the bedroom, and opposite wall to her bed, or the wall that you face when you're in bed, that is called the red bird in feng shui or the rising phoenix the red bird is where your future lies so it's very very important to keep in mind what are you putting on that wall and does it depict everything that you want to bring into your life when I looked at that wall she had a painting there the painting was a woman by herself same color hair as her, sitting on a chair, looking at a phone, just waiting for it to ring. When I pointed that out to her, she started to sob like a baby, so unexpected. And she said, oh my, I have to take that picture down right away. So she took it down and we talked a little bit about what symbolizes for her the kind of life she wants to bring into her life and it was really very much in the romantic area she wanted to have a real relationship with someone that she could start a family with and that was very important to her and I said so now you have to go shopping and find this perfect symbol for you that makes you feel like oh that's what I want And so she did that. About 
three weeks later, she called me. She happened to have known a lot of artists and had friends that were artists. And she said, I found someone that's going to do a painting for me. It's going to be a nude. And it's going to be lovers in an embrace. And I said, wow, that is wonderful. Because to you, that symbolizes everything you want to bring into your life. So she calls me again. I would say it was about two months later. And she said, "My I, I, Deborah, uh, she left me a message. Deborah, I have to talk to you. I must talk to you right away. <laughs> it's like, okay. I call her back and she says, you're not going to believe what happened. She said, I had the painting and it arrived. I put it on the floor up against my wall. And the handyman in my building said, I'll come tomorrow and hang it up. She said, okay, great. And it's sitting up against the wall. And my boyfriend comes in. And we have a blow up. I mean, I told him, out of here. You know, nothing that we have planned together is happening. And it's never going to happen. And this is over. And she said she was devastated. But she knew that she had to make that break. The next day, the handyman puts the painting on the wall. She goes to sleep looking at it. She wakes up the next morning looking at it. A girlfriend calls and says, let's the girls, we're all going to go out to dinner tomorrow. You know, meet us at this place. So that night she goes. She gets there. Nobody's there yet. She sits at the bar. She orders a, a Chardonnay. And while she's sitting there, a gentleman sits next to her. The two of them are now living together, and they are about to get married. So this, like, was, oh, my God, you know? She couldn't believe it, and she tells the story over and over and over again. It changed her life. So, Deborah, we have to caption this then. <laughs> How to meet a maid in 90 days or less. Right. <laughs> One simple move. It's what, right, it's what you're putting in front of you, right, that's kind of reinforcing where you're at. And when you make those changes to your environment to face actually what it is that you really aspire to, then it changes you. Yes, and I think that a lot of people uh, don't realize that a lot of the things that they have around them are actually sabotaging what they really want. And, and so for individuals, that's the case. Um, for a commercial space, um, I had the honor of doing a redesign for what used to be Paul Newman's um, restaurant in Westport, Connecticut. And there was a, a, there's a family that has taken it over. Um, they, ha they own about three Italian restaurants in the area. And the property was sustainable. Uh, we did a lot of reuse of furniture. Um, it was a small budget job. A lot of work went into it, and we did a five, what I call five-element um, design concept for that. And I got a, a phone call from the chef after they opened in August. And he said, we're, we're doing great business. We're booking it up. People love it. You know, this is really great. But that's not the reason why I'm calling you. I'm calling you because there are people in the community that are telling us that they're coming here when they're sick. And 
they're coming here with migraine headaches, they're coming here when they don't feel well, when they're under stress, and they're coming here because somehow it makes them feel better. They are healing here. And I just wanted to tell you because I know it's because of Ikochi design. Now you have to tell us what the secret was because that's pretty remarkable that you have people coming into a space with physical ailments and noticing that those physical ailments are alleviated somehow by being in that space. Yeah, it's, it's about, you know, really balancing the energies in the space to support, you know, what's going on there. Now it's a restaurant, so we were supporting people being nourished and eating and, and being with people. But it was the element work, the fact that in the bar area, we made that the water area and that there was no water there, but there was a pattern that energetically represented that and also a color. And I think that um, some of the people felt like they were almost on vacation when they were able to surround themselves with balanced elements. That's so interesting. So essentially, you had all of the five elements represented in that space. So whatever it was that an individual needed, they actually could venture into a place where that need was met. And they may not have even been conscious that that's what they needed, but somehow they were drawn to that particular area. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. This is fascinating. (laughs) We're going to go to a brief commercial. When we return, Deborah will offer her top suggestions on how you can make your home and workspace an oasis. Stay with us. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to one 866 472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi speaking with Deborah Denier, creator of the EcoChi System of Design. Deborah describes some of the life-changing outcomes that some of her clients have experienced through EcoChi. We're going to focus this segment on Deborah's top suggestions for how you can make your home and workspace an oasis. So, Deborah, since many of us maybe have a little bit more leeway to manage the decisions that affect our home environments, how about if we start your recommendations for our living spaces? Absolutely. Um, For living spaces, I think number one would be to choose materials and products that are certified as being green, Um, low toxins, very, very important because we're indoors um, for 90 or 95 percent of our time. So what are we breathing in? Um, and everything in your home is off-gassing. So I would say that, that that's number one for your health. Um, number two is the red bird that I spoke about in that story that I told you. And red birds are the walls that um, you face either in your bed or also at your desk. So when you're sitting at your desk, either it's a home office or in your office, what do you look at and what does that represent to you? How does it make you feel? And what you want to choose is something that really depicts for you, and it's very, very personal what that is, what you want to bring into your life. And as I talk about bringing things in, in feng shui, water uh, represents abundance, so let's say things are tight with paying your bills or you're not, you don't know where your next gig is coming from. Um, a water feature represents prosperity and abundance, but it's not just money that it brings in. It also brings in abundance in all areas of your life. So we're talking relationship, friendship, creativity, children. Um, And that is represented most easily to find is a little water feature, um, a a waterfall if it's a a commercial space. Um, Think about fountains in front of grand mansions or grand buildings. Those fountains are all about bringing in abundance. Connecting with nature is a big part of Chi. We believe that biophilia plays a really, really big role in how healthy we are and our well-being. So biophilia is our connection to nature and the fact that, you know, in, our, in this digital age um, and also the fact that people are living more and more in the cities, we are disconnecting from something that is really essential for our well-being and that is nature. So whether it's a plant on your desk, um, some live flowers in your home or or green plants, or if it's something that just depicts different things in nature that you love, whether it be a mountain, um, a leaf, um, whatever it is, water, um, oceans, lakes, um, fish, shells, beautiful seashells, anything that makes you feel really good, make sure that you have that in your um, interiors. Another favorite of mine is furniture 
um, or chairs that are shaped like a hug. And it's, it's, it's also really great to um, put yourself like in a living room situation where the layout is also like a hug. And what that does is it allows for energy to flow in this really beautiful and soft way around you. So it's not only the furniture or the arrangement that's hugging you, but also the flow of the energy is doing that as well. This is so interesting because just thinking about that visual of a piece of furniture or a chair that's shaped like a hug. Right, we laugh when someone has a favorite chair. We think it's a funny thing, like this person doesn't want to get out of that chair, but actually it's because it's really giving them an experience of feeling supported. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's so important. And really, um, the work that we do is um, really focused on making the interior space support us just like that hug the whole space, and to give us what, I, what we need um, in order to really have abundance in our lives in every way possible. I would think that's especially important in environments that are particularly challenging, where there are a lot of elements that you can't control. Maybe there are difficult interpersonal interactions or just you're in a, a line of work that just happens to be extraordinarily demanding that you can respond to those situations with these very practical suggestions of creating support for yourself in your own environment. Yes, and there are CEOs that call me and say, I have a very big meeting coming up. Where should I sit at that meeting? Um, So energetically, what is going to support them in that meeting? I once had a family that called me in and said, you know, our seven-year-old son is running this house. And it's just like so uh, upsetting and off-putting. And I I went in and I said, okay, where does he sit at meals? And he was at the head of the table. He was in what's called the power position. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? put daddy or mommy in that power position and you change everything that's so interesting so then similarly where, where would you advise a ceo to sit at a meeting at the head of the table uh, again you know i would usually work with a compass and find out what energy he is and what energy is present in let's say their boardroom i did this for one of my clients and she was a wood energy which relates really well to the east. So I put her on the east side of that um, boardroom. And uh, she, three months later, told me she signed the biggest deal she ever signed in that room. So it's good stuff. (laughs) That's incredible. So what that does also, it just puts someone in in a position that for them enhances their ease. It's, It's a more comfortable place to be where they feel more themselves. Yes, but we also have done it for people that um, sit in uh, cubicles. Um, And usually people sitting in cubicles will be facing a wall and facing their computer with their back exposed. And that is not the power position. Now, there are some companies that might say, well, I don't want these people to feel powerful. You know, I just want them to sit and focus on their work. But what really changes when you you change their seating so that they can see who is coming and going um, and not wonder what's going on behind their back 
it changes their focus completely and they feel more in control and they're, they're much more productive and happier. So this is fascinating. Is, is this something, do you know, where research has been done on or it's just the vast experience that you have that you've kind of become aware of all of these different factors and how they affect productivity? Um, there, there have been studies done um, in the environmental psychology arena. Um, we have peripheral vision. So um, I think the thought was when they develop cubicles is that if you can't see from the side, then you won't be distracted. But we are animals. And if, if our backs are facing where there is traffic, where there is an open door, it means that somebody can sneak up behind us. And so our natural instincts are kicking in to protect ourselves. And so we are not going to feel comfortable. And in that case, you know, I usually suggest to people that are stuck in these cubicles to put a little mirror uh, and stick it on their computer so that at least they can see behind them at all times and know if somebody's coming from behind them. Once you have that security, you can then focus. I can imagine also that it helps people to feel more part of their surroundings, of their environment, and not to feel confined really to one small space. That's a really, a really good point. And, and, and imagine, you know, how you feel when you can see everything that's kind of coming and going, um, you know, either in front of you or from the side. It doesn't really matter. You feel in control. And when you feel in control, it empowers you. And when you feel empowered, then that, that heightens your mood. Uh, you feel safer. Um, it's kind of a hug for, you know, for you at, at the workplace. You talked about the, where a person is seated, and that also relates to what type of element they are predominantly. And you also talked about this issue of being able to see your environment, see who approaches your desk, maybe putting a mirror up if your back is facing the larger work area. Are there any other strategies that you think are really important for the workplace? Um, yes. Um, the... Doors and windows of a property, and this is at home um, and at the office, is where chi or energy enters a space. It's what you can't see, but you can feel. Um, I once had somebody, actually it was a journalist, who had interviewed me, and then he called me a few weeks later, and he said, you know, I can't sleep. I'm, I moved to New York City from Minnesota, and I said, where is your bed? And his head was right by the window. And energetically, it's going to make you very, very restless. So the point here is not to place yourself in line with, directly in line with a door or a window. Because that's where chi enters and it's going to make you feel very unsettled and, un, and, and um, restless. And if you can't do anything about that, or if your workspace is set up that it's close to a door, it's close to a window, do you have any recommendations about how to mitigate that? Yes, put a plant there. Put a, put a plant on the floor, a green plant. Because what it does is as the chi comes in through the door, it hits that plant and then it moves and it kind of curves and it makes it scatter so it's not kind of attacking you. It, another thing that happens in feng shui is what's called uh, a poison arrow or cutting chi. And that's when something points at you. So that when the chi comes in, it kind of rushes, almost like, you know, imagine water 
um, if there's a pointy rock there and what happens around it, it kind of like you get caught in that line and you're getting hit with both sides. But if there is a rounded uh, rock there, it's going to flow in a, in a, in a very, very calm way. And if you're in line with that, that's going to feel really good. Deborah, since we're in New York City and some people have small spaces and they try to do their best functionally, what would you say about having a desk in a bedroom? A desk in a bedroom is never a good thing because you're really mixing two different um, energies in one place. And one is all about rest and the other about productivity and there might be stress related to that. The bedroom is a sanctuary. A bedroom is a place of healing. It is a place where in the best case scenario, you leave your body in the middle of the night and you become totally restored. It's a place where lovers spend time. So to have a desk in a bedroom is not good feng shui, but we do live in small spaces now and we are sometimes limited. So the best thing to do with your desk is to buy um, or look through your drawers for a beautiful scarf or something that um, is um, a blanket maybe that your, your, your mom knitted for you and you're a little kid and and it has really great memories, something that's very beautiful, and just take that and when the workday is over, just cover it with this beautiful scarf. And even the ritual of covering it, it kind of, that intention says, well, my workday is over and now I'm transitioning into, you know, my relaxing, harmonious, and getting ready to restore to that time of the day. So just cover it. It seems that that physical act of covering then really helps you to shift your focus. Yes, it, it, it shifts, shifts your focus and your intention. It's also very healthy, and so many of us are working at home, to say, okay, workday is over, and here is the separation between my personal life and my work life. Actually, to say out loud, my workday is over. Mm-hmm. We're nearing our wrap-up point, and there's so many questions to ask. It's such an intriguing topic. One question I have just regarding personal life, I know that you had mentioned this amazing story about the woman who found love <laughs> and just by changing what she was looking at from her bed. And there are a lot of people who are listening who may be looking to start families I'm curious about what recommendation you have for those people. For people that are looking to start families, I would say it is still the same rule of thumb. What do you want to bring into your life and what symbolizes that in in the purest way possible? And it is different for everyone. You know, you may put up a picture of cows in a meadow with little calves and someone will say well what is that all about but to you there's a personal connection to farm animals nature family life and it really speaks to you um whatever it is that speaks to you i would put that in your um in your red bird area which is the wall facing your bed or your desk Um, If you're looking to bring a romantic and love relationship 
into your life and you don't have that yet. Um, in your bedroom, flowers. Uh, in the colors of um, kind of a salmon or coral color. Um, yellow works really, really well. These kind of soft pink um, is all about passion and um, more romance than passion, romance and true love. If you're in a part, part of your life where you just want to bring in some fire and passion and go crazy, you know, red flowers in your bedroom should do that. Deborah, this has just been fascinating. I want to thank you so much. So if you're thinking that you might want to engage the services of a life coach, an executive coach, an organizational effectiveness consultant, it sounds like this is another spin on all of those roles, that's a very concrete way that you can make immediate changes and see very quick results in your life. Yes. And you can learn more about the EcoChi system of design and implement more of these concepts by reading Deborah's book, EcoChi, Designing the Human Experience, available through Amazon. And also explore the possibility of enlisting her services and contacting her through her website, ecochi.com. That's E-C-O-C-H-I.com. If you have comments or unanswered questions about today's episode, I welcome you to email me at hosthemda at gmail.com. Or please share your thoughts with me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi and Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Until next week. Remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, inviting you to turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 